0: You're listening to a podcast by Mission Field USA, a church planting initiative of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. For more information and resources, visit lcms.org slash church planting. Hello, and welcome to the Office of National Missions podcast. I'm the Reverend Dr. Mark Larson. I'm the manager of Church Planting for the Synod, and joining me today is Reverend Dan Prue. He is the pastor of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Welcome, Dan.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here with you today. And our topic for today is using child
0: care ministry for outreach, education, and uh, uh, caring for children has always been a strength and passion of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and many, many of our congregations. And we're so excited to have Dan with us today as he's going to talk about how to use child care ministry in particular for outreach and connecting families to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Pastor Prue, can you tell me, how did you get involved with child care ministry?
1: Well, I've actually always been um passionate about this topic. However, it didn't necessarily start off that way. Throughout my life, I've spent time helping um, with soccer teams for kids and the council at the YMCA, uh, working with elementary school kids, as well as when I was in college, I got a major in uh, religion, however, a minor in elementary and middle school education. And then I taught English as a second language in the Slovak Republic, actually through uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod World Mission, and I taught cool. both, you know, the kind of upper elementary school kids all the way through freshmen and high school. So I'm used to, you know, those kinds of kids. And then when I went to my first call to serve First Lutheran Church in Gainesville, Florida, they actually opened up a child development center, had its dedication the same day that I was installed as the associate pastor, which, which it wasn't too long after I got there that I went into the child development center and, and saw a two-year-old. And I wasn't too sure what a two year old looked like. I'd never really seen a two sure year old.
0: <laughs> you had not seen a two year old in your life before. No,
1: I mean, I, I was. You know, it'd been a long time since I'd been around little, little, <laughs> little kids. But what I what yep. I came to to find at my time in uh, in Gainesville was really an introduction to early childhood ministry, which again, that's infant through uh, five years of age. So yeah, and, and what, looking back on on that on that time and throughout my ministry, it really. Um, does open up the congregation to a completely new group of people.
0: So, why should the church try to connect to families uh, in need of childcare?
1: Well, I mean, this is a really significant group that people need to connect with for ministry because childcare is really one of the the few intersecting points that the church has uh, with the community now. Uh, this is really an opportunity to to nurture and to partner with families who typically don't have the ability to to have extended family in town. They need someone to help them with their um, their parenting vocation. And also too, you know what people tend to say is that from infant to seven years old, like those years are really, really, really crucial years for for kids and for people in general because that's the way they're, they're gonna be interacting with other other people as well as the community. So the, the church has a, a tremendous opportunity to bring a Jesus to little ones, both in word, but then also in love and care as they nurture you know young people. And, and the other piece, too, is just directionally thinking about this. People who need the support of care for their kids, they're seeking that out. They need it. They're looking for it. And directionally, they're bringing, they're, they're coming right to, to you to sign their kids up, to, to make them part of the community there. And, and sometimes they enroll without even knowing anything about the church.
0: Typically, Absolutely. Yeah. And, Go ahead. and my congregation in 2019 started a, a, a childcare facility, an early childhood center. And as the pastor at that church, one of the things that I noticed was exactly what you're saying. People are coming to us. That's just amazing. You know, they, they were coming to us for childcare. We had something that they, that they wanted
1: yeah, absolutely and and really with that there's a huge opportunity to connect to connect with them and to let them know more let them know more about who you are and and what the the church and school are all about
0: yeah very good
1: so the other piece too is that as as i've gone through this this process of growing you know in in ministry in this uh area of ministry a couple of people have spoken into my life in a pretty powerful way dr jim schrader from uh, Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. He since passed away. However, was a, a mentor of mine. He told me that no one drops off their second best child here, right. which I, I that really stuck with me. Everybody drops off their their first best. their 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 child is precious, and uh, the parents they trust us with their kids. Also, mm-hmm. Deaconess Sally Hiller from the Southeastern District. She reminded me that if parents trust you with their their children. Then they're willing to listen to you about other things in life. And that that really stuck with me because sometimes we we're hesitant about, you know, speaking into people's lives, but yet if they're leaving their child with you, they're definitely interested in what you have to say. And that's been really helpful for me as as I've had the chance to to work in this context, you know, over the last you know, 14 years.
0: Very good. Yeah, I have to agree with that completely too. So what are some concrete concrete ways that you can uh, share and get involved with the lives of these families
1: well first and foremost um it's one of the hardest ways but it's most practical is is being there gotta be present (laughs) and and this is where it's impossible to be present all the time however i found that being present in strategic ways was really helpful like greeting Mm-hmm. at Good Shepherd uh, Lutheran Church and Child Development Center uh, one day a week I would you know during high traffic time I would you know go out to the front porch and greet families as they came in to the to the school on that day and one day might not mm-hmm. sound like that much at all <laughs> however, what I came to find was that just that small interaction with parents as they dropped off their children that, what I came to find was that they were very open to sharing things with me. In fact, I, I used to call it the prayer porch because yeah. people people yeah. would visibly have on their faces their what was happening in their lives. And when I would see you know, a, a moment of someone having a hard time, just kind of stop and ask them, hey, are you doing okay? And then they'd open up and we'd you know, come to the side and talk. And that really led to some huge opportunities for ministry and lots of prayers and answered prayers. Yeah, very good. Very good. Also the other piece too is just this idea of of being present as a spiritual leader. And typically in in church school situations, leading chapel is not, you know, a a, a revolutionary thing. I mean, obviously I'm a pastor and that's something I'm used mm-hmm. to doing. However, what I found was that it was really important not only to be there present for every chapel service, but then also to differentiate the chapel services between the age groups of children again, to have the opportunity to speak into the lives of, you know, a, in an age-appropriate way. And and this really did uh, begin to foster leadership in the kids. I mean, even at a really young age, I was able to see the five-year-olds, which I would call graduate students in this situation. <laughs> they, they would, they would <laughs> these, these five-year-olds, they would actually lead the invocation to start our chapel, which which nice. doesn't seem like much. But I mean, this is pretty significant that a, a five-year-old child would stand in front of his peers and begin our time of worship. Jesus. Exactly. So it was just a really, a really tremendous thing. Also, so beyond just being present and through that, the kids getting to know you, just making sure that you create clear pathways to engaging the community. Because a lot of times people, we think that people are, are are watching and figuring out for themselves what they should do or how they should be part of what's what's happening in your church community. However, what I found is that the, the church really wasn't on people's radar screen. Really need to step out there and let people know like hey this is a a child care facility that the church runs but there's also this amazing congregation that it'd be great if you knew more about things that you would look uh, to to know more about with you, for your children like baptism um mm-hmm. how, how can you learn about your child being baptized what is baptism uh, and then really creating ways to to help parents to to both know what that is but then also to to help them down a, a pathway towards actually having their child baptized, and, and again, um, that can go in creative ways of even having you know baptism Sundays and times that they can target for to be to be part of the community. So that's been really helpful. Also, creating expectations for parents who come to to worship because a lot of times I'm not sure at, at your school, Mark, if 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 y'all have you know Sundays where the kids sing in church. Do you have those?
0: We've been trying to uh, to initiate that. Okay, but they don't automatically come is what we discover.
1: They don't automatically come. and then also too some sometimes I've come to find that even if they come, they don't stay. Interesting. And that was yeah. uh, that was a big uh, a big thing that I recognized when I first arrived. You know, in, in context like this, you know, people would come and see their kids sing, and then they would leave. And what I came to find is that some people would, you know just do that because they do that, but other folks mm-hmm. just didn't yeah. know they were supposed to say necessarily. Yeah. So really, just ahead of time, creating the expectation of you're coming to an event at this event, you're going to have the chance to experience what. A church service looks like. There's going to be a sermon where the pastor is going to preach. I'm going to preach about these things. We're going to be doing these things in worship. This is what's going to be happening with your kids. Here's how this works. So, just creating really clear expectations. And we saw a huge uptick in engagement of, of people actually awesome. staying and, and participating. Also, yeah, makes sense. yeah, also too, even for little, little kids, having fellowship events, which, um, uh, in Florida now, where I serve, you can be outside pretty much all the time, which is amazing. <laughs> so, <Nice. laughs> but the, the the beauty of that is, you know, even simple things like turning your parking lot, church parking lot, into a roller skating mm-hmm. that that's been super effective. And you know, having kids that are you know three years old on scooters, yeah, you know, they, they can you can have a, a family fellowship event where parents can walk, little kids can scooter skate. And and people get to have you know fun being together because again it's this idea of creating community and then also having other community events again where where families can come together and have an opportunity to get to know each other as well as the church community and um, and these can't be underestimated as far as people you know coming coming to be part of of what you're doing and experiencing the love of Christ both in in word but then also in deed and then in relationship with the people around them
0: yeah fantastic so. yeah. Yeah. And we, and we've, we discovered that very thing too. We have had uh, breakfast with St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And so we have, you know, they have, you know, between the services so that, you know, they would stay for the late service and invite the kids to sing. And uh, so, it, and we've noticed that we had to work really hard to get over that hump, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that they would actually come and attend worship. Cause I think it can also just be a little bit intimidating Mm-hmm. you know, for someone if they're unfamiliar with what's going on. So good advice. So what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you see?
1: Well, over these last uh, 14 years, I've seen lots of lots of joy as well as lots of challenge as well. And really the the, the biggest part is, is is around leadership. Really what's, what's necessary for early childhood ministry to, to be a, a, a wonderful place of outreach is to have a red hot mission center like that that's the focus of a ministry team. And I've had the joy of experiencing that at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church currently with our our present with our principal and and she's doing an outstanding job and and she really again understands the mission of the congregation as well as the mission of the school. And it's exciting to be in ministry with somebody who again she she puts the same amount of passion and um, love for Jesus into the ministry, the church ministry, as, as I put into the school ministry. And it's really a wonderful moment of, again, the, the people who are leading this community, that we're working together to reach families the love of God in Christ Jesus. And that's really been, a, you know, we do that strategically, we do that as a team, and that cannot be underestimated. And really what I've come to find is that in in church school ministry, that's hard to find. Uh, especially in the area of early childhood, just because there's not as many uh, people available for these positions. So right. I found that to be kind of, you know, a difficult part of, of the ministry.
0: Right. And I'm so glad we, uh, we have a rock star director for our early childhood center. So I really appreciate appreciate her so much. too. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you get to the relationship between the church and the school, I think you kind of talked about with the pastor and the director, but what's the best relationship between uh, those two entities, the church and the school?
1: Well, the the kind of the best way to look at it is that each each area kind of owns its space in ministry, and and sometimes this is hard because uh, people want to help. They want to make sure that things are going well on on both sides of the house. And, and and what I've come to find is that that that's good. However, what works out best is if the church leadership spends you know their time working with the church. You know, holding mm-hmm. up the fact that the church ministry is really, really, really important, and and that the the all of the leadership in that space again to to focus on on that part of the ministry and not to worry about running the school. I mean, somebody has to make sure that that's happening, mm-hmm. but right, right. but not to undervalue what's happening in that space again. Focus, direction, etc. And then the same for the school leadership because sometimes in churches and schools, the school can be you know something that's that's a smaller part of the overall ministry. Or in some places, it's a large part of the overall ministry, and the church is smaller. Uh, but in any case, if the school is is doing what the school is supposed to do, again, which is making sure that the the mission of Christ is 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 being brought through the school context of you know, good teachers, making sure that the the families are cared for, making sure the curriculum's right, and the school facilities working, all those different types of things. Just that again, whatever the the school needs to be doing, that the school's you know running that and not necessarily the the school trying to run the church or in some cases the school not even recognizing the church is there uh, because that's also a problem so
0: yeah that can happen if they're financially independent then they think they're completely independent perhaps Mm -hmm. not seeing it as a ministry
1: correct and then and then with that again the with early childhood ministry especially in 2022 it's really i mean it's really complicated and there's there's so yes. many regulations, there's so many things you have to figure out and know what you're doing, that even if you're an exempt organization, which means you're not licensed by the the state that you're in because you're a religious entity, um, you still have to have these criteria that you're meeting for excellence of care, you know, for kids, for little kids, and and just making sure that who's ever, you know, running that particular uh can run it. That it's not so complicated that it needs, you know, a whole extra group of people to run it, (laughs) but that the people who are staffing the program can actually execute the program with excellence. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, all those regulations, which include safety regulations, health regulations, fire regulations, there's the list goes on and on uh, about everything that's required about them. Absolutely. So how, so how can a a childcare effectively share a facility with it? What?
1: What I've come to find is if you've got red hot mission center focus with your uh, team that you're working with, then, then just understanding understanding shared space is is hard. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but also understanding that if you want to keep the space up and keep the space fresh, it might not be possible for the pastor of the church or the the director of the child care center. Cause typically in you know, whether if you're a smaller congregation, those are people who are there all the time if you're a larger congregation you might already have administrative people who take care of different things however having an operations manager uh, who can maintain a a safe space that again is 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 able to be used well will help to you know, really take away some of the headaches because again early childhood uh, director or someone who's leading that area really has a lot to do with you know ministering to family leading staff ministering to staff as well as you know uh, working out curriculum. I mean, there's just, there's so many things to do and it's hard when that person's also responsible for making sure the air conditioner works. You know, like that's just, and the same is true on the the pastoral side as well. So if you want to have something that can scale, if you want to give the care uh, that's necessary, It'd be helpful to have somebody who manages those, you know, daily, daily types of right.
0: And what's been your experience with handling the finances?
1: Lots of lots of different pictures of that <laughs> over the years. <laughs> However, I've come to find that what works the best, at least from my perspective, is that if if each kind of area, no matter how large or small, can can really support what they're doing again that there's not a situation where a whether it be a child care ministry or a church is having to you know fully fund or um or pay for the other entity now, again that doesn't mean uh that you're not meant to share um uh, obviously shared expenses are good having a budget that's very clear in what you know what who pays for what but again uh, making it to where each entity is able to to operate, and again, that just helps with uh, mission. It helps with the ability to to work together well, and then again, just understanding that when needs come up, that both the church and the school are in that together. So we're going to help each other, but it it needs to be you know each each entity supporting what they're doing.
0: Yeah, very good. So right now. Every, or at least I believe every child care center that I've heard about, including ours, has a uh, great difficulty in staffing, uh, finding the staff that they need. In fact, sometimes it's even called a crisis. There's a health, a child care worker crisis out there, which I believe, and I don't know what's happening in Tampa, but we do hear of parents coming to us and saying, help, they're closing my child care center in a couple of weeks and they're and they're searching for you know more care someplace for their child. And the reason that these centers close is not because they run out of money or didn't have a good business going is that they close because they can't find staff. So it was so just kind of your thoughts in general. I know you don't have a solution for the just kind of your thoughts on on staffing at a at a childcare center.
1: I mean, I think for first of all, it's it's good that, you know, just understanding that this is uh, an area that is is a hard work. It's very, very hard work. People who are in this are very passionate about what they do. and it's just a, it's, again, it's a very difficult industry. however, at the same time, as you've as you've just mentioned, the staffing that the staff that you've you've had as well as a lot of the staff I've had as well, have done a tremendous job in reaching kids and sharing their faith. However, At the same time, like you said, there's just not, it doesn't seem like there are enough people around. And and if you're gonna be in early childhood ministry, that just has to be, you know, kind of assumed from the front end. It's gonna be hard to find people. However, what might work really well is that we, you know, again begin to encourage those with gifts that might have gifts in the area of early childhood to begin to to spend time in those spaces. And to mm-hmm. and to see the impact again, the zero to seven, the infant to seven years um, of age of of the impact you can make with these you know different individuals, and also for you know for churches to understand the real stress in this ministry, because right? again when you mm-hmm. think about you know a classroom full of two year olds. That's a lot, it's really yeah. hard. And when, and when you have parents, yeah, who are going to have their kids in your program, whether you're preschool, your part, you know, part day, or if you're all day program, you're going to have individual parents who are, you know, stressed. They have a lot going on. They're new parents, and uh, teachers get that side of things as well as co workers, you know, come sometimes come in grumpy and they have to, you know, work <laughs> with that as well. And then also personal life, I mean, nobody's personal life goes on oh, pause yeah. because they've got, you know, a bunch of two year olds in a classroom. Absolutely. So, just the church is understanding all of those stressors. And, and then essentially saying, how, how can we make this the best place possible for these individuals? How can we make it to where, again, like there's just certain things we have to do based upon what, um, what, this is but how can we make this a great place for you to be to where you're supported extremely well and again in being a faith-based center really encouraging those who have a christian faith to be part of that because an mm-hmm. active christian faith is is tremendous in you know in the sacrifice that's necessary to minister to these little kids because again it's a hard it's a hard position and, and the people that i've seen the most successful in the position are the ones who are who are serving the lord and what they're doing I mean, they are there mm-hmm. because these kids need Jesus. They need love and each kid who's there gets it. So again, for, for, for you and for others who are looking for staff, um, it, it really is in, in a limited pool, just making sure that you're continuing to find, you know, people who are active in their faith. And, mm-hmm. and again, this is a, not necessarily going to be a, a, a Lutheran, uh, congregation they're coming from, but active in their Christian church. Then again, being able to, to work well with uh, your center, um, Right. So that, that right. kind of situation. So, so I guess that's, that would be my, my recommendation with that is in the, in the situation where you have lots of uh, staffing shortage just to continue to find the right staff. Uh, and then also the staff, yeah. it, the, go, go ahead. No, and it's, and it's hard work, yeah.
0: you know, cause you just can't put a sign on the door and, and people will flock in and you take the, you know, choose from a staff of, or a choice of many people because uh, constantly child Care director probably finds the same things. You know, we we advertise, we we try to get people in, set up interviews, and they don't even come to the interview. Yeah. You know? no. <laughs> we get stood up so many times. But yeah, that, that's how it goes.
1: Well, another thing too that I found was that if, if the if the staffing is going again well in the center and people have friends, a lot of times they will, you know, find people or encourage people to come and work with them because they like where they are. And again, that's where the whole idea of development. Uh, comes in because some people, you know, might not even be looking in early childhood, and they might want to come in and try that out—an um, assistant position or some kind where they can receive some training and some direction. And and again, professional development can happen both on the uh, education side, where the center pays for that, and that's required by most licensing um, uh, mm-hmm. entities uh, for the early childhood credentialing. But then also for the the spiritual side of things, I've found that you know, giving paid study Bible study time to staff was fruitful they would give their that. break to come and to learn about the reading for the week and to be in fellowship together and to grow in their faith which i felt culturally like for the culture of the center it was very helpful to do that but again understanding that that's an investment not necessarily just something that someone would volunteer to do as you're trying to find staff
0: not very good very good so how do congregations then kind of welcome the families from a, a child care? In,
1: in theory, this sounds awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, I, and you probably feel this way, Mark, in, in, in congregations, I mean, people, when people see young kids come to church, they get excited, a lot of, especially if churches are older. Uh, they love to see new young families. But a lot of times some churches forget what it's like to have new young families. It's hard. I mean, it's really, it's really, really hard because. A lot of times, if people, if their kids have left the house, or even if their kids are, you know, in um, older grades and more self sufficient, when you get babies around and you get toddlers around, or even young elementary school kids or four or five year olds, they're just messy and dirty and break stuff. And I mean, it's, and they lay on the they floor. lay on the floor and they're loud. Yeah. <laughs> they run up in the front during church. Like <laughs> it's just really, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a nuisance yeah. in a sense. But but to encourage congregations to say that embracing these children and these families is really important for the church today, because these kids are part of the church today. Absolutely. Like they're not the church tomorrow. They're actually part of the body of Christ now. Absolutely. So really trying to help families to understand that, help the church to understand that, and then to try and figure out ways to uh, encourage these families. What I mean by that is, you know, having, for example, having a really great nursery. Now, <laughs> now with that, with that being said, a lot of times, you know, nurseries are volunteer run, which again is, is a good thing uh, to have the body of Christ, you know, gifts where people can serve. And sometimes churches just have that person who wants to be in the nursery all the time. However, in a lot of congregations, what I've come to find, and this is not bad either, is that, you know, the parents of the young kids serve in the nursery. They just take turns. Mm-hmm completely fine. However, <laughs> in in 2022, a lot of the families who are using early childhood services are already very taxed out and needing that support in order for their family to survive. So if they're coming right. to church on Sunday and the first expectation is that they're going to be, you know, now staffing the nursery, is just a hard ask. It doesn't mean they're going to they're never going to be in a nursery <laughs> because I think it is important to, you know, encourage people to use their gifts. To support you know different parts of the ministry, and some families might have those gifts to support um, someone in that space. Some might not. They can su- they can serve the church in other ways. But again, these folks who are coming to your church who might not necessarily be from a church would want to see the same excellence in childcare that they receive from uh, your center during the week. And really to set right. yeah and to set up the situation where again uh, following all of the the different guidelines and regulations making it a safe uh, a safe person who's running that somebody who knows how to work with kids uh, as a as a paid individual possibly and then that yeah. person would lead the charge and then have you know supplemental help with that so you would have you know parent volunteers uh, because they are still necessary but again not not necessarily somebody who. Would lead that ministry off, and it also again helps helps those families to again have the support they need to be there. And then also, you know, just I guess just understanding that as churches have early childhood ministries, that families aren't necessarily going to knock the door down to try and get in your church. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not like, because you see all these families that might participate in your center, might be a part of the school, but yet they aren't, you know, all coming to church in your in your your church community. That doesn't mean people aren't interested in the church. But it, it might mean that, again, it's going to take some time to get to know people and to, to introduce them to what a church community is all about, to build relationship with them and to begin to integrate them into the things that you're doing as a church community, which, again, is a, a nice kind of uh, slow grow relationship. And I've come to find, you know, in, in all three churches that I've served, that most of the growth that was coming in the churches did come through the, the different school ministries, but in a very mm. kind of slow, consistent way. You know a family here a family there in the direction again just as they came to you for the the church child care in the first place is also this idea of coming you know back to you for the coming to you for congregational ministry of the the church so
0: yeah very good yeah it is it's an exciting ministry and it's a great opportunity like i mentioned before the it's it's so encouraging when you're, when you're offering a, a ministry, a service that people come to you to to receive, and it's just a great opportunity that, you know, so often the opportunities that we have to share the gospel with people are very short, but in the school setting, whether it's uh, early childhood or in a day school, all the way up to eighth grade or high school, we have the opportunity to take the time to develop the relationship that we need In order to get to sharing Jesus with them and sharing the gospel. So that's what really makes these so exciting, you know, that we get to know the kids and their families. And, uh, you know, and if we never reach the mom and dad, we're still going to reach the, the those kids by sharing the gospel with with even the little ones. So it's very, very exciting. So Pastor Dan Prue, I thank you very much for uh, sharing your expertise. You certainly had a lot of it over uh, the last 14 years and, and connecting families and churches and, and early childhood centers together. So I thank you very much for uh, sharing your wisdom with us.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks so much for inviting me, Mark, and uh, blessings on uh, ministry and early childhood ministry.
0: Thank you very much. And thank you also to our listeners. And we hope that you will listen in for more Mission Field USA podcasts. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Mission Field USA podcast for church planting. Visit lcms.org slash church for other resources and information to share your ideas and to contact us. The Mission Field USA podcast is a production of the Office of National Mission of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, in partnership with KFUO Radio. The Lord be with you.